Thin Line Believers is a Christ-based outreach for the men and women who walk the thin line between good and evil, order and chaos. Our motto is, our service for His glory. To the police officers, veterans, firefighters, corrections, paramedics, dispatchers, and whoever else may join us, we are so glad you're here. Hey, hey, everybody. Uh, Welcome back to Thin Line Believers Podcast. Steve joining you for the first time in a few weeks. Uh, Things have been crazy, as everybody knows. Uh, Just getting used to the change and and the difference in our normalcy, at least for the short term, we all certainly hope. So I was thinking about uh, after taking a couple weeks off and Adam kind of carrying the the brunt of putting these out that, um, you know, I really wanted to talk about what we're facing right now with this whole COVID and Corona virus stuff that, that is happening. You know, so I had this topic placed on my heart and I mean, it's all around us right now, you know, with this virus and I don't know about you, but my life has, has drastically changed and how things, you know, with how things look and how my life looks and how our day-to-day life looks as a family with, you know, schools being canceled for the year and having to homeschool kids and figure out work schedules, you know, being an essential worker as, as most of us are in the military and in, you know, um, the thin line, you know, first responders, you know, dispatchers, nurses, everybody, paramedics, we still go to work. And so having, you know, our kids not going to school during the school year has definitely thrown, you know, a little bit of a monkey wrench into, into our daily lives and into how we, um, proceed in life you know uh, my wife is a a therapist so luckily she can do some of her things from home but really you know that is even hard with young kids in the house and and having to try and be quiet when she's doing teletherapy and all that so um you know I, I I've tried to approach all this craziness with the mindset you know of of faith over fear and I know that's you know that's hard for some um especially if you're paying attention to the news and to uh the media and all that that's coming out with this thing and how they're talking about it and how they're portraying it and how you know the media likes to to get clicks they like to get you know people to look at their stuff and and you know fear kind of overrules with people and and takes over and um you know, it, it drives us to, to see those things and want to see more of that. So, you know, I've been trying to step back from that. I've been trying to not pay as much attention to the news, obviously, if it's pertinent to what's going on around, uh, I've been looking at that stuff, but, um, you know, I tried to, I tried to start thinking about this faith over fear thing and looking throughout the Bible, you know, how many times in the Bible are these, are there stories where faith overcomes fear, you know, with the help of the Lord's presence, the situation is overcome. I mean, there are so many stories of this, of of faith just overcoming those things, and and bringing us through with the Lord's uh, the Lord's guidance. You know, one ex- example that stands out, um, you know, is shortly after um, Jesus gave the Sermon on the Mount, 
you know, Jesus and, and the disciples began to to take a boat to the other side of the lake. So from Mark uh, chapter 4, if I'm re- remembering correctly, you know, we learned that Jesus was asleep in the back of the boat as the big storm hit. He was just, you know, hanging out, chilling. He was relaxed. And this big storm comes. And this, the disciples become, you know, frantic and they become fearful that they were about to drown, that the boat was going to capsize. You know, so I'd like to read through, um, you know, that those verses that, that detail this and get kind of where I'm going with this. So uh, in Mark 4, you know, the day uh, when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side, leave the crowd behind. Uh, leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? You know, think about all that they had seen, all that they had seen Jesus do and and what they were going to still see him do. <clears throat> Jesus himself, you know, was, was questioning their faith at this point, wondering why they still had these questions, why they still feared, especially when they knew that the Lord was with them and that Jesus was with them. You know, I think we... We find those moments where we let fear creep into our lives and we don't lean on the Lord and we don't lean on on Christ in that relationship to to guide us through those times like we should. Has your grown has your faith, you know, grown or faltered at all during these these strange times? I mean, ask yourself that honestly. Has your faith grown or faltered I can honestly say mine has has grown I mean I've seen some amazing things come out of out of these changes um, some amazing time spent with family when when we would have had just chaotic crazy schedules before you know games and and playing around the house with with my young kids and uh, quality time with my wife uh, that I otherwise wouldn't have had because we would have just been running all over doing all the the worldly things that we were doing before that that now we're we're not allowed to do. You know we can't run our kids to eighteen different activities during the week, um, and now we are forced to spend time and eat around the dinner table every night, which we tried to do anyways. But you know I've seen some amazing things come out of this. Does the COVID nineteen uh, coronavirus have you or a loved one in a similar state of fear when we think about how a lot of people are fearful right now you know like I said overall I'm good uh, I'm a super big introvert uh, you know and like all the memes have said you know this is an introvert's dream and it is but at the same time you know there have been these these in your house extroverted times with your family that you wouldn't have otherwise had um, that that have just been amazing and have have pushed us to grow as a family 
But seriously, I don't want to make light of this because of, you know, I know so many are being affected. Um, you know, where me and Adam are in Oregon, it's, it's not quite as big and on, and on the scale as it is everywhere else. Um, even though it is here and we are being affected, you know, I know the folks in the East Coast, uh, you know, New Jersey, New York, uh, Chicago, Detroit, Louisiana. I mean, all those places are just getting clobbered with this virus right now. So I really don't want to make light of it, and that's not what I'm trying to do. Um, you know, Isaiah 4, uh, 41, uh, verse 10 says, do not, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You know, in reading that verse, I was trying to find some verses that that spoke to the whole uh, faith over fear that I wanted this this podcast to hit on, uh, and I also wanted to to hit on some verses that that were the Lord calling out and telling us not to fear. You know, the the perspective from Isaiah in, in this verse and these verses is so comforting. We see this three part perspective applied. You know, in this story when Jesus calms the storm earlier, in their fear, the disciples woke Jesus up. And what did he do? He rebuked the storm and said to the water, quiet down. When we equate the storm to the coronavirus, the water needs quieting in this turmoil around us. We need to cry out to Jesus to calm the storm and still our waters. This biblical encounter seeing Jesus, you know, ends with the disciples seeing Jesus in a new way. They said, who is this man that even the wind and the waves obey him? May we experience the same awe as we turn over our fears to Jesus right now. As we turn our faces to him and away from the the fear-mongering, I can only put it that way, with the media and with the news and TVs and all that, that we turn our face to Jesus and find that that faith and that that comfort in him. You know, there's a second time that the disciples had a fearful encounter while at sea. This wasn't the first time. This time, though, you know, Jesus, Jesus was not initially in the boat. He had sent the disciples ahead without him. They were struggling across the lake, and Jesus walked out on the water towards them. They thought he was a ghost and screamed in terror, Uh, which I think if I saw somebody walking across the water towards me and didn't know who it was, it it would probably strike a little bit of fear, right? You know, I've heard it mentioned of the, the importance of trust as a way to overcome fear. We see this with Jesus and the disciples. Jesus spoke to the disciples after their initial shock with comforting words. He said, I am here. Don't be afraid. Peter then took a whole new level, you know, to this, this trust, if you will. He said, if it is you, Lord, let me walk on water. And he did. But then fear started to return when Peter took his eyes off Jesus and instead focused on the waves. And that's a huge statement right there. Took his eyes off Jesus and focused on the turmoil and on the waves. This provides a clear connection to show how faith and a focus on Jesus is the way to overcome fear. 
Once Jesus made this point and climbed into the boat, the wind and the waves stopped. In Mark 6, 45 through 51, it says, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida. While he dismissed the crowd, after leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. Later that night, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was alone on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars, because the wind was against them. Shortly before dawn, he went out to them, walking on the lake. He was about to pass by them, but when they saw him on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out, because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat with them, and the wind died down. They were completely amazed. So really what I want to ask you is, have you taken your eyes off Jesus during this time? Have your eyes wandered away from Jesus and started focusing on the COVID storm around us? Letting it distract you rather than to use it to strengthen your faith. You know, in this life, we're surrounded with all kinds of uncertainties. We may trick ourselves for a while into thinking we know exactly what is going to happen next. But we realize that so much of life seems outside of our control. Many crazy things are, are going to happen around us. Or today, you know, <laughs> there are things happening all over the world that are crazy. Wars, conflicts, pa- pandemics disease and death the list goes on I mean it it goes on and on how do we face these uncertainties without being overcome with anxiety and fear fear is one of the enemy's most popular weapons to use against us it can overwhelm us and control our every move and decision you know there are many examples in scripture of biblical figures overcoming fear Abraham told to leave his home. Moses told to stand against a world leader. Joshua told to conquer a city with trumpets. Paul, imprisoned for preaching Christ. Men and women put in impossible situations, yet they trusted that God was more powerful than anything they could face. They trusted in God and his word. They rested in that trust. Now, you too can can rest in God and his word. Read scripture and allow God's word to soak into you. To become more a part of you, that those words overcome whenever the enemy can throw, whatever the enemy can throw at you. You know, God's words are living. He is living. They soothe our soul, calm our spirit, and give us both rest and power through our day. You know, we can look to to Psalm 91, I believe it was, that was written by, by Moses. And after leading his people out of Egypt, you know, he led them for 40 years in the wilderness. They had many trials and hardships, but God provided for them and led them through that. 40 years. I mean, that's as long as I've been alive, they were in the wilderness. As you look at the uncertain uncertainties in the future, it can be easy to lean into fear. Fear is something that will always knock on the door. Our response is what is important. 
In Psalm 91, Moses' response to fear is to declare who God is and his promise to his people. This type of mindset is hard to step into amongst moments of overwhelming fear. We can rely on God to help us face our fear and declare the truth that God says. The Bible contains over 200 verses that deal with the topic of fear. There are some incredible promises. The 23rd Psalm has been consoling people for thousands of years. You know, David, a shepherd, used imagery from his surroundings to comfort his fears. That even in the midst of dark valleys, David pictured God's with, God with him, like a shepherd comforting the flock. With all the verses that talk about fear, you know what we do not find in any of them? Any place where fear wins. Even when Jesus was just hours away from dying on the cross, his focus was on trust, not fear. Even as he uttered the request for the cup of suffering to be taken away, he quickly said, Yet I want your will, not mine. He trusted what was happening. He turned to faith in the midst of fears. Each new day of this coronavirus crisis brings a whole new set of fears. What I want to ask you to do is grab hold of the promises from God's word. Let those be your go-to way of being comforted in the midst of your fear. Do not take your eyes off of Jesus to look down or to look away at the rough waters and the storm that we are facing right now. Adam and I pray for you guys daily. I know I do. I know Adam does. We pray for you guys and gals that are out there and we've stepped that up and we have, you know, a team that that we consult with within line believers that that are all praying for you as well. We know some of what you're going through, not all of it because we're not you. But we know how uncertain things are and we do know how much we can trust God and how much we can lean on on them to get us through this. So with that, if you guys have anything that you need, any prayer requests, you know where to find us. We're at Thinline Believers on Instagram. We've got Thinline Believers on Facebook, thinlinebelievers at gmail.com. And you can send us messages on all those platforms or an email. Just reach out if you need us, if you need a prayer if you need some kind of guidance in whatever you're going through, we'd be happy to help. And if we can't, we will find somebody who can help you. Hope you have a blessed week. And uh, I will be praying for you. And take care.